Alaska Extension Almanac. For cattle producers that are set up to feed calves in a bunk, limit feeding a high-energy diet may be a cost-effective option for growing calves this fall and winter. On today's Almanac, Nebraska Extension educator Aaron Labrie talks about how limit feeding a high-energy diet could be an attractive option. When we look at current uh, hay prices and compare that to that of uh, corn or wet distillers grains, for example, um, it it really does favor uh, feeding a a high-energy limit-fed diet. Um, Just to put some numbers to it, um, if if you got some hay priced at $200 a ton, an energy value or total digestible nutrients or TDN value of 52%, um, when we look on that on a price per pound of energy basis, it comes out to about 22 cents per pound of TDN. And and when we compare that to corn that's 480 a bushel and 88% TDN, it's around 11 cents per pound of TDN. So, I mean, we're talking half the cost there. And the same can be said for wet distillers grains that's priced at 75 bucks a ton and 108% TDN. It also is around that 11 cents per pound of TDN. So definitely favors that high energy diet and and certainly an option for growing calves this fall and winter. Um, Now these prices don't reflect trucking or feeding expenses, but um, um, certainly gives you an idea of the relationship in terms of cost of that forage versus grain and co-product. As you mentioned though, Aaron, there's been a lot of research done at Kansas State University looking at feeding calves a high-energy diet. They've compared feeding that diet around 2.2% of body weight and and compared that to full feeding a high-roughage diet for a 90-day backgrounding period. And and those calves that were fed that full-fed diet ate around 2.8% of body weight, Um, but both diets included 40% wet corn gluten feed on a dry matter basis and then varying amounts of corn, alfalfa, uh, prairie hay, and then a supplement that included menensin. But those stockers that were limit-fed that high-energy diet, they were more efficient, and they gained around two and a half pounds a day, uh, whereas those on the full-fed high-roughage diet gained around 2.9 pounds a day. They carried those calves all the way through the finishing phase, and the backgrounding system had little to no effect on finishing performance or carcass characteristics. So it, it is going to depend on, on the background of those calves. I mean, if they've been preconditioned, but... Uh, typically, when we get those calves in, um, it's it's good to have some long stem hay in the bunks before they arrive, because that's definitely a familiar feed stuff to them. But then that next day, you, you can really start them out on the first day's uh, feed delivery of that limit-fed diet around an intake of 0.75% of body weight on a dry matter basis. And then depending how they, well they clean that up, you want to progressively work them up to around that 2.2% of body weight. Within about 14 days, uh, again, that's going to depend on the risk level and background of those calves, but that's a general timeline. Today's program was a portion taken from a recent Beef Watch podcast offered by Nebraska Extension. To hear the entire interview, go to beef.unl.edu or download from Apple Podcasts. For Nebraska Extension Almanac, I'm Brad Mills. Nebraska Extension Almanac is a production of IANR Media and Nebraska Extension. For more information on how your university is serving Nebraskans, go to extension.unl.edu.